Hello. If you are listening to me, then you have downloaded one of the archival episodes of Pod on Pod. This is a show that doesn't really exist anymore. I am Joel Sharpton. I'm one of the hosts. Josh Shirley is my co-host. And for a couple of years, we reviewed podcasts under the title of Pod on Pod. We have since moved. And you can now find all of our reviews, subscribe to us, and get the latest stuff at alwayslisteningpod.com. Or follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, at alwayspod. Or join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash alwayslisteningpod. Now. Enjoy the review. There's only 24 hours in a day. I got a pair of earbuds and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want to listen to. There's 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through. Where the world is dark and boring, let us do your Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts because it's not your daddy's radio. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. And I'm Joel. You know what would have been awesome this week, Josh? Lots of things. If anybody would have gotten back to us and let us know what they thought of the review of Rob Has a Podcast. You know, I mean, people that actually listen to Rob Has a Podcast, I I sure wish I I knew what they thought about it. Yeah, I think that guy definitely deserves more followers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, if you've been on our website, if you've been on our Twitter account or, or uh, Facebook page, then you probably know we have heard, as a matter of fact, exactly what people thought of our review. Uh, or at least we've heard from a lot of folks that uh, listen to his show regularly. They didn't listen to our show that regularly. Generally, now is the time of the show we do a little listener feedback. But I actually got among the you stinks and the what are you doing a podcast for us there was a little bit of constructive criticism and no one, there was a lot of constructive you're right there was, there was, was quite fantastic a bit. one great piece of it though was that i had to listen to a bunch of follow-up to start the episode and if i'm listening to the podcast for the first time i don't care about what happened it by the end of the episode maybe i want to get involved in the conversations that are ongoing even if i don't know the episode right. and that was there perfectly valid point a lot of tech shows seem to have follow-up at the beginning of the show whereas stuff you should know for instance as a great example josh and chuck do it very last thing right on the way out the door right before they they're doing their housekeeping and where you can find them etc so we're going to move it to the end of the show Look at that. Right on. All right. So today on Pod on Pod, we're going to be talking about cereal. Captain Crunch is my favorite. Not that kind of cereal. We're going to like cereal murder, but also cereal like telling a story over an extended period of time. I'm talking about Charles Dickens, sir. I'm talking about Stephen King had a novel that was serialized like that. It came out one you know, big chapter uh, uh, every month or something for six or, or seven months, something like that. Yeah, you know, like. Batman or The Flash. Back in the day, those movies were serialized. You could go every Saturday to the movies and you'd get like a 30-minute Batman uh, adventure or something or a 50 – I don't know how long they were. But there was a serial of Batman in the 40s. There was a serial of you know Lone Ranger and whatnot. This is bringing back that sort of storytelling. And I think what is most interesting is that is the real definition of this show. I think a lot of people want to tell you about true crime. But the fact of the matter is there will be a second season now that's been announced. And this show may not always be about true crime. Right. I would hope that it's not actually. 
I, I think if, you know, it's, it is a spinoff. First of all, we're talking about, uh, what we do on Pod on Pod is we listen to at least three episodes of a new podcast every week and then we talk about it here on the show, tell you what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. We rate it based on four criteria, audio quality, host likability, production values, and then the content itself. And then we give you our overall rating and we rate things here on Pod on Pod out of earbuds and we'll explain that later. But first, Serial, as we were just talking about, is a spinoff sort of a child of this American Life, the very popular, you know, public radio show and podcast in its own right. Ira Glass, the uh, host of that show, and Sarah Koenig, the host of this show, Serial, has been a fill-in host for This American Life in the past. This American Life is about a different subject every week. Right. It's a very different show from week to week. Sometimes it's very humorous and irreverent. Sometimes it's it's almost morbid. Sometimes it's very, you know, uh, it's a real downer. It can be a, a tearjerker at times. And this show is about the same story every week. Uh, it's one story told over, and I don't know that we know exactly how many episodes it's going to be. I've heard expectations of twelve. Yeah, but it can't. It's on ten now, and it can't be much more than that. Yeah, I think it. I think they're probably rounding, uh, you know, third base at least. I would say in the story, uh, the tenth episode is available. Have you listened all the way through? Listened all the way through. I am not caught up. What happened was I, I mainlined the first. I think probably seven episodes in a row, six or seven episodes, and then I was going week to week for a couple of weeks. But somewhere in there, I got my wife to started to start listening. She and I together are on episode five currently. You're I've, listening to it again. Yes, I'm going back oh, through Lord. it again. I've listened. I've listened all the way to episode eight. I have not listened to episode nine or ten. So I'm two episodes behind now. But regardless, if you have not listened to the show, you shouldn't worry about. We're not going to spoil anything on on here. We're not going to get into speculation about the case itself. We're going to tell you a little bit about the story, just enough uh, to to give you an idea whether or not it's something that you're going to want to listen to more of. But it is a show that you need to start from the very first episode. Have to it, ha- and it has to be listened in order. And there's not a whole lot of podcasts out there like that. I would say, welcome to Night Vale. You don't have to listen to in order. It's better if you listen to it in order, but you don't have to. Like if you get well, a, if you get a good foundation. Listen to what you want to, but on this one, has to be in order. I would say with Night Vale, you have to listen to it sequentially. You don't have to go back to number one necessarily. You could probably jump on at several different points in that story and find your footing. And then if you fell in love with it, you could always go back. This story, first of all, the way that she tells the story, it's going to be easier to follow that if you start at the beginning with her as she explains it to begin with. Oh, but man, sometimes I just want to like – I, what you want to err and hurt? Well, I tell you, let's just go ahead and start talking about the show right now. Uh, as I mentioned, Sarah Koenig is your host. And, and let me tell you a little bit more about her. First of all, she was the, uh, where she is the host and executive producer of the show. She was a producer for 10 years on This American Life uh, before she and Julie Snyder went out on their own to start Serial. And I say on their own. Ira Glass is an editorial advisor and sort of a, uh, a grandfather of this enterprise. Too. So I don't think they're necessarily out from under the wing of This American Life, do you? No. But this is an independent enterprise, and, and they're taking donations, and, and uh, they're kind of selling uh, sponsorships on their own, and it is its own thing. You can find more information, by the way, at SerialPodcast.org. What do you want to start with on this episode? I, I guess we got to start with content, don't we? Sure. What, what is this about? As we said, it's one story told sequentially, and it's about a murder. 
Yeah, this story in particular is about Adnan Saeed and his trial and the events leading up to and after his trial for the murder of Heyman. Heyman Lee. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about 1999, January 13th, 1999, a girl named Heyman Lee. This is from the Serial website. She was a senior at Woodlawn High School in Baltimore County, Maryland. She disappeared on January 13th. About a month later, her body turns up in a city park. She was strangled. Her 17-year-old ex-boyfriend, Adnan Syed, uh, was arrested for the crime, and within a year he was convicted and sentenced to spend the rest of his life in prison. So what Serial does is it unravels the interesting ins and outs of this case. The case was sort of dropped in Sarah Koenig's lap. Uh, uh, someone submitted, submitted the story as like, hey, you should look into this. And she originally started thinking it would be a This American Life yeah, episode. And, and boil it down, and it's a, like, it's a real-life whodunit. Did he do it? And if he didn't, who did? Yeah, I mean, because that is, that's the question. And I think even in the first episode, you'll get a sense of why people might um, have doubts about whether or not Ad, Adnan was guilty. But at the same time, you, I think you can also imagine why the police honed in on him so directly. It doesn't seem like there are a whole lot of other options out there. It's a fascinating case. It's really interesting even for someone that I don't think is necessarily into true crime. Sarah is a wonderful storyteller, and they've put this thing together really well. So week to week, it's not all necessarily sequentially told, but when you lay it out and you hear the podcast, it see, it feels sequential, the way that she's going through the information. I'm one of the people who uh, who is not into um, true crime. My wife, Rachel, is. She loves it. She eats it up. I don't – I'm not into it. I don't care for it, and I really wasn't – excited about doing this assignment that and then was it before. just sucked me in man it sucked me in and it's it's made me at points it has aggravated me to no end because you don't know you you don't know if if you're going to get an answer you don't know if you're going to find out if he's guilty or if he's innocent did this man just spend the the 15 years of his prime in prison you don't know, and it and it's driving me crazy that I could I could spend all this. This is why I don't like true crime, man. Because you never know. I could spend all my time. I could spend the twelve hours or however long it takes to finish this season, and still not have an answer on the last episode. Just like I didn't have an answer on the first episode, and it drives me crazy. I've thought about that too, and do I have a problem with that? And the resolution that I found is this. I watch a lot of films that end in an unresolved fashion, and I'm not always mad when that's the case. If the story is a story that's well told, even if it ends in an unresolved fashion, like I can continue with my – I wonder what happens. But that just allows me time to ponder off in all the different directions. And in this case, I would feel bad because a man's life continues to hang in the balance. But at the same time, that allows for further exploration and maybe we get another season of this down the road. I completely understand what you're saying and so I guess I need to clarify my point. Okay. It doesn't bother me that I'm not going to know whether he's innocent or not. What bothers me is me not being able to find out, am I okay with him being innocent? Well, And then am I okay with him being guilty? Oh. Like after hearing it, 
which we, I don't I don't know. Well, yeah, what do you want to happen? I what don't are you know. what are you looking for? I don't know. Yes, do you want the system to have worked and a, and a guilty man to be there, but you to have well and and now I guess we're going to almost branch over here into um production values in just a second because we're going to talk about how the show's actually put together. But that this is where we get into we know Adnan, or we feel like we know Adnan now, nine episodes in. How does she tell this story, Josh? She's She comes from this public radio background, This American Life in particular. How is this story told? It's through interviews, mostly. Well, here's the thing is you, you never know how something's edited together. Sure, sure. Right. So – and you don't necessarily always know the context for part of the conversation before or after, right? And that's some of the problem that she's finding in the police interviews, Yes, because there's all this blank space before right. something happens. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, this this show has me all in knots, man. So what I was getting at there is that is Sarah is your narrator, and she walks you through the story, and she explains a lot of things. She you know reads transcriptions when necessary, et cetera, et cetera. But she also talks to effectively all the interested and involved parties who would deign to put a microphone or a phone in front of tries them. Tries to. Yeah, tries to. Reaches out to everybody that would be someone who you would want to get a mic and a question in front of, including, and most importantly, Importantly, perhaps, Adnan himself. She has multiple phone yep. calls. As a matter of fact, she intimates in the first episode, I think they call each other weekly. You know what kind of makes me smile every time it happens is before she plays the clip and it says, you have a phone call from a prisoner at, and I think Orange is the New Black every time. Oh, yes. Uh, well, that you know, and they've incorporated that into the theme song. So that's we're going to transition over. Let's talk about the production values of this show, uh, and that really segues into audio quality too, because we're going to talk about the interviews and and how all of this sounds when you put it together. But it, and it's not just Sarah, by the way. I want to give credit where credit is due. The music uh, for this show, which the theme song is amazing. It's a very very. It's not catchy, I would say, but it is. Um, there's something to it. Echoes. You remember it. It sticks with you, and because of its connection to the story that's pulling you along, I think it becomes very Pavlovian. You know what I mean? Like you, I oh, you I want the goodies now. I know you couldn't do this because it definitely takes away from the seriousness and gravity. Like because this, these are real people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, it takes away the seriousness of it uh, and the gravitas and and you know the weight that it should carry. But man, if you did like a, a hokey like Brady Bunch kind of theme song no. to it. So let me tell you, the the music comes from Mark Henry Phillips. He composes most of the music. He, uh, Nick Thornburn, is responsible for the theme. Mark Henry Phillips also mixes the show together. So he's the guy that's actually bringing all these disparate elements in and 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 making it all sound as wonderful as it does when it when the final package is together. Most of the interviews that Sarah does, or a lot of them, are done in person in very good settings with very good equipment with a person who's got a lot of skill at recording interviews. Some of them, and most importantly, the Adnan interviews are done by phone, and those are not great. The fact of the matter is there are only a few ways that you can get a really good quality interview off of a phone. They do as good a job as you can do. Well, and and probably using a prison phone isn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you you know nobody's going to put a Comrex on the other end of that prison phone line or something like that. So that one in particular, there are moments where something that Adnan says is sort of mumbled together or gelled together. But largely, this thing is the best interviews that you're going to get on a phone call, and she puts them together well, or the, or Mark does. The music going in and out of the interviews are from a previously recorded cop interview into her talking 
done fantastically. Yes. It usually drives me nuts. Wonderful. Well, and this is also an example, as you've mentioned before, of someone who is not only doing it right, but it fits the tone of the yeah. thing. Yeah, like, and that's and that's what it is. It fits the tone. Yeah, the theme in particular is haunting, and like, I, and it's it seems like speculative or like uh, recollective. You know, if that's a word, it's recalling thing. I don't know. It, rem- it feels like it's made for this. It's a beautifully designed show. It really is. It's well put together. So that's the production values. Let's move on then to audio quality itself. She sounds wonderful. The 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 uh, music is wonderful. The mix is very nice. It's all done really well. I'm surprised that's that especially the police interviews uh-huh. from 15, 16 years ago. Have held up? Yeah, have played so well. I wondered about that yeah. myself actually. Like what – I mean they were on tape, right? They had to have been. Maybe they were digitized at some point in the interim. I mean I don't know. 15 years ago maybe? Yeah. I, like I mean, that's – I mean it, 15 years ago, 90, 1999, I was in high school. I was a senior in high school. And there were su- there was such a thing as MP3s, but like nobody had – nobody burned CDs at the time, I don't think. That came maybe the year after or something. Um, I don't know. It, it, it does make you wonder exactly how these things were stored and how she was able to access them and how they did hold up so well uh, over that period of time. How all of this information has held up so well over that period of time. And it makes yeah. it makes it – more reasonable to you when she finds a place where there's a there's a hole here in the story and not only has no one overlooked it but it's because there isn't anything to fill it in nobody has that record whether it be a video camera that now would be in that location but wasn't then whether right. it be records kept for computer use now that that wasn't uh, kept in any long term way then et cetera et cetera like it's just fascinating to look back at all the ways that technology has made crime solving a different world in the last 15 years i don't think there would be as many questions about this case with two high school seniors in 2014. That's, that's I guess, the point that I'm getting at. And that's interesting to me. I did see that that part of it, like the, the finding out and how to finding out. I don't really – like that doesn't interest me. I want to know the result. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I want to know how you got to the result. I don't care how you got to the how. You want to hear the, 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 the tremble in his voice. I mean, it's man. lying. <laughs> you man, I don't – ah, oh, man. So let's talk real quick about host likability, and and then we're going to rate this show. I think you got an idea of where we both stand already. Sarah Koenig, what do you think of her telling this story? I think if she wasn't naturally a good storyteller and not a fairly likable personality, that she wouldn't get the interviews that she does get. I agree with that almost 100%. She is very disarming. She's very... Well, you can hear it with some of the reluctant witnesses, uh, even in the early episodes. It's clear that they come around because she seems like a yeah. normal human being. Yeah, and if that and if that comes across in person and works on people to tell you this story, it's going to work and come across fantastic on a podcast. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. What do you think, in general, of whether or not a story like this? should be told in this fashion. I've seen, first of all, we should acknowledge there's a tremendous amount of talk about this show online. First of all, it's one of the fastest growing podcasts ever. Five million downloads faster than any other show has has been documented to, to download that fast. But more than that, I'm talking about 
online theories and threads about what is happening, connections, finding places online where you can see more information, real information about the case. Here's what I'm. Here's what bothers me, and and here's what I ha- what I struggle with, what I have a dilemma with. Okay. Let's say she goes through the whole show, and it turns out at the end he did he he did it. How unfair and horrible is it for her to dig that up and make all of these people relive that time in their life just for a story? So you're saying there's at least a part of you that thinks it may have been like unethical to start telling the story before you know for a fact the ending. Um, no, because I uh, yes, yes, that I, because I, if we get to the end and he's and he's guilty, then she shouldn't have told it. Right, like I struggle, I struggle with that thinking about it. Right. Okay. But the way that she's discovering it, and the way that she's finding it out, and the way that it's unfolding, and the way that she's telling it, it's incredibly compelling to keep going forward. It's worth revisiting, especially if the payoff is he's not guilty. I, and I mean, then that's, and then getting that one man free, bug a thousand people, bug a million people, dig it up. I don't. But if it gets a an innocent man free, it's worth it. But you don't know what you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to be like, man, he was guilty, and all those people just had to relive that. Yeah, that I'm, heinous act that happened. All these people had to relive it. His parents had hope. her parents. That's what I think about. I think about like her family. Well, yeah, digging it up. But I'm thinking like his parents have to be overjoyed that by there's this. a possibility. Yes, that this is even getting out there. That their story that no one had really heard of before, millions of people yes. now know. Adnan is a household name for them. That's some powerful stuff. And then you like that's what I have to keep reminding myself as I'm listening to it. These are real people, man. It at times it is hard. Like to pull yourself away from the narrative and the yeah. thrilling storyline and go, but there's really a dead little girl from, yes. from 15 years ago, 20 years ago, yeah. almost now or whatever. There's and I think, and I think she does a great, I'm not saying that she doesn't, she does a great job of humanizing that and, oh, and, and talking about the struggles that she has on certain issues throughout it. I'm saying for me, man, that's. So let's go ahead and, and tell people what we think of this show overall. Let's rate it. We rate things here on Pod on Pod with earbuds. We don't give it stars. We don't give it thumbs up. We either give it zero, one, or two earbuds. And the reason that we rate it in that way, or at least the reason I rate it in that way, I give it a show zero earbuds if I have no interest in this show whatsoever. And not only no interest, but I'm probably not going to suggest it to anybody either. One earbud is, hey – it's worth something, and sometimes I'm going to check in, or I know the perfect people for this show, and I'm going to suggest that to them. Two earbuds is something I'm going to talk to everybody about. I'm going to try to be an evangelist for, and as often as possible, I'm going to listen to it as often as it comes out. This show, for me, is unequivocally a two-earbud show. It's as good as Decode DC. It's as good as <laughs> WTF. It's as good as – it's better than all of those shows in – like. I, I now make a playlist for my podcast, and so I organize those shows in order of priority. And so every time a new episode comes in, my podcast app allows – like the new episode of the more important show Goes jumps to the top. The the top. List. Right, right, right. Overcast is what I use to do that, and it's awesome. But Serial has supplanted Mabimba Bam as the top show in my playlist. Oh, man. Serial comes in first, and then I got my brother, my brother, and me right after it. 
Rachel and I listened to this show together, so that has a special place in my heart already. Even with not knowing how I'm going to feel about the end of this show, knowing regardless of the outcome, I may not be happy. This show is a two-man. I listen to it every week, and I give a show a two if I'm going to listen every week. I give a show a one if I'm I'm subscribed to it. I'll listen to it. I'll tell other people about it. Uh, I find the show interesting. I'm probably not going to listen to it, but I know people I'm going to to suggest it to. And then a zero is a show that I'm pretty ambivalent about. Now the half year bud. <laughs> Are for shows I downright loathe. You want them to know you were there. So that's that's our rating for uh, cereal this week on Pod on Pod, and that means that it's now time for listener mail. Ooh, uh, yeah, we got and and boy did we get listener mail. I you know I made a list, Josh. I uh, I copy and pasted a whole bunch of comments on the website and Twitter posts and things from emails that I got this week. I even copy and pasted a few things from iTunes reviews, which we got quite a lot of from people who I don't think have listened to our show very much, but that's okay. I copy and pasted all those things into the notes, and we were going to read several and talk about several. And then I decided I'm not going to read negative stuff about my show on my podcast. No, here's the thing is I – think that it is fantastic and it gets me excited that Rob has a podcast fans are as passionate about his show as they are. It's it fantastic. Was, it speaks a world about the potosphere. Absolutely. And specifically about his community over there. Yes. And I'll admit it, I didn't read all of them, but I found like after the first like four you get or the five, like gist the, yeah, there's some through lines, which I think are great and fantastic. Sure. And, I, and I And I took notes on. And I think it's it's only fair, right? Like we get to come on a show and give our opinions about whatever show we're listening to. We have a formula that we do it with. We have a mindset that we go in with, uh, and we have a mission statement about what we do. So it is only fair that if we're putting out an opinion that we're putting our name on, that is extremely fair and important that people who are passionate about a show – get to anonymously make comments. Like, I think that's only fair. So while I may say I like a show or don't like a show, I love that Ghost Pepperface 97 <laughs> hashtag ruin a horror villain uh, has his opinion. I would also just direct our, our listeners, if they if you don't know really what we're talking about other than that was the, the podcast that we reviewed last week, if you haven't followed this online, go to Twitter and search for the hashtag Zero Earbuds. Spell the word zero out, Z-E-R-O Earbuds. It's pretty, it's pretty funny to wander through there. There are a lot of misspellings. There's a lot of – one of the rational commenters, one of the people who had some good constructive criticism, she used the word vitriol. I was – she said, I'm sad to see so much vitriol from the, from the RHAP audience. She said, I love RHAP, but I, I also don't think it's good to pile on blah, 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 and she had some other things to say. L- let us answer a couple of criticisms real quick, and, and I'll just address why we do things in a way that some people don't seem to understand. So if you're listening to our show and you listen to that episode and you're like, hey, I some of those things they said made sense. 
one of the reasons why we don't do a ton of research on the individual podcast if we don't already listen to a show is because you and I like to go into a, a podcast just like a new listener to that show would. Most listeners are going to get a recommendation from a friend or they're going to hear it mentioned and not really pay attention on right. our show or they're going to see it on a, on a blog somewhere linked and they'll go, oh, I'll check that out. That sounds like something I'd like. And they'll download an episode – they're not going to look it up. They're not even going to go to the website in most cases. They'll use an app. They'll go to Stitcher. They'll go to iTunes or whatever. They'll just get the show. And so we like to, at least in the beginning, do exactly the same thing. Now, we try to go to the website directly and make sure that we got the website URL correct so we can send people to the right place. I try to look up the host name and make sure that I'm getting the pronunciations right. But at the same time, I'm not going to break my back to figure out in-jokes or, for instance, as we had problems with Sclarborough County, Sclarborough Country, they have two separate shows that go out on the same feed, and the only difference is an R at the end of the name. It was difficult for you and I to intuit that listening to three or four episodes. Right, so which we is more that. than what your average person stumbling across It's going to listen to. And so if it's not said on those three episodes, odds are we're not going to know it. Exactly, exactly. And we've talked about this on the show. Like the repetition is very important for any broadcaster, but especially in an audio medium where people are often doing something secondarily. So anyway, that's the general mindset that we go through. I had a lot of great discussion with some very reasonable people who disagreed with our review and who love Rob, who love reality TV. And they should. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's got good stuff going on there. And I'll say this too. Rob reviewed our review. They had a little fun discussion on, uh, on their website. That was pretty fun to listen to. To listen to two guys that have obviously a much larger audience than you and I do discuss us for 15 minutes or so, that was a little flattering. Thanks for that, Rob. And Rob was very ho- uh, very gracious when he reached out to us on Twitter as well. Here's my issue with the whole thing. I gave the show a good rating. Yeah, nobody listened to that. that nobody! Was, <laughs> nobody listened to me! At times last week, I felt bad for you, and then mostly I was like, but wait a minute. They didn't get my name right on Rob's podcast. No, it's still me. Yeah, they said it was Josh. They said it was Josh that didn't like it. Uh, But they only used my sound bites. They only used me saying negative things. And there was a lot of positivity in last week's episode. So anyway, here here was a great response that I wrote, and I thought this is a good way to sum this whole discussion up. This is what I I said to somebody. I think this was on our Facebook page. I said, we love podcasts. We think all it takes for someone else to fall in love with them is to find their perfect show. But that's really hard, especially if your friends don't listen to podcasts. It's still weird to bring them up in public sometimes. So we review a show a week, more when we can. We don't like everything, but we tell you what's there so that if it might be for you, you know where to find it. Lots of listeners have found that worthwhile. And since the vast majority of people still don't listen to any podcasts, we feel like we've got lots of room to grow. So anyway, that's what I said online. I thought that was a perfect way to sum it up. And and thanks to everybody that fed back. Yeah. Even the ones who said, you know, you suck or worse. I only had to block like two people on Twitter. It was I was very impressed. Hey, we'll do better next time. No, absolutely. We'll do we'll do much better next time. Now there is a little bit of actual listener feedback that I wanted to get to. Mike Cabral found us on Twitter this week and he says, Pod on Pod, thanks for what you do. I'm a sixty five year old man and love podcasts. Thanks to you, I have discovered some new shows. Mabimma Bam for one. And I said, This is the greatest tweet I've ever gotten. <laughs> He, 65-year-old man loves my brother, my brother, and me. Yeah, that's pretty hip, man. That's awesome. He said, uh, I'm sure that I'm a surprise demo. Uh, it's not my dad's radio. However, it sure is mine. If you like, 
I know, right? Isn't that perfect? It's almost, it's almost, his dad didn't even have radio. No, uh, he's, his dad's almost out of the radio era altogether. He's like, uh, gentlemen, the radio was invented in 1940. Do your math. Before we get emails. Yeah. I know, Mike. I know. No, uh, he says, if you like to laugh and learn, then podcast rule. You are absolutely right, Mike. And that's why we do what we do. If you like what we do, why don't you stop by iTunes? Give us a review. I, I think there's some people who disagree with you. I'd love for you to balance that out for us. You can go by Facebook.com slash pod on pod, or you can go by uh, and find us at, twi- at pod on pod on Twitter as well. All of those places, or just go to pod on pod.com, subscribe to the show, tell your friends about it too. If you've got friends that are new to podcasting, we'd love to help them find some new shows uh, for them to check out week to week. What are we going to review next week, Josh? Interested with Polly Shore. Yes, that's right. Interested. No. It's Polly Shore's Interested, right? It very much could be. Yes. No, the name of the show is Polly Shore's Interested Podcast. I'm like 99% sure that's the name of the show. Anyway, that show with Polly Shore, that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Yeah, it's Polly Shore's Interested. That's the name of the show. It's a, it's a pretty neat uh, podcast with a very interesting format. Can't wait to discuss that. Uh, in the upcoming weeks, we're also going to be talking about the Adam Carolla Show, uh, which is one that we've had a lot of requests for, actually. Uh, we've got a, a very special Christmas episode coming for you at the end of the month. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, and then uh, we've also got more listener-requested shows. We're going to sprinkle those in from time to time as as well. So, until next week. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And we'll try to do better next time. Two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network.